Welcome to the Dream Out Loud podcast, where our mission is to help others succeed. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bowen with Five Star Development, and today we're sitting down with Natalie Bourne. Natalie is a founder, consultant, and innovation facilitator. She is the podcast host of Innovation Meets Leadership podcast, the Thrive Today podcast, the Work Forward podcast. Prior to innovation consulting, Natalie was the senior vice president of business development at a MarTech firm. Natalie is an accomplished executive with two approved U.S. patents under her belt and over 20 years of experience leading product development teams. Natalie has worked with organizations such as CareerBuilder, First Data, IHG, and ADP, leading major initiatives in over 18 countries. Natalie, it is a delight and a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you so much for having me and hello to all your listeners. Awesome, awesome. And I, I didn't mean to overlook that most important part of your bio, married to Aaron <laughs> and have two amazing daughters. So it is a, a, <laughs> such a delight having you on the Dream Out Loud podcast today, where we're just really loving to hear people's dream as they dream out loud. So I know that was kind of the uh, the nutshell of who you really are. Why don't you tell our viewers a little bit more about who Natalie really is? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Growing up, my parents were huge on us working and work ethic. And, you know, they were huge on my brother and I going to college, making sure we finished college. And so, you know, growing up, I had to work and go to school at the same time. And so I just appreciate the work ethic that my parents kind of uh, instilled in me. Uh, later on in life, I had to make sure that I balanced that, right? I think a lot of times when you're in a uh, lane of entrepreneurship or um, leadership, a lot of times, you know, you can become your job and your job kind of can become you. And so the older you get, the more you realize that, hey, there's a little bit more than the life than just kind of climbing that corporate ladder or, you know, launching a business. Um, it's also balancing it with um, the beauty of friends and family and relationship and, um, and just kind of balancing things out. And so I think that, you know, we can become very, very driven, but we got to be driven towards the right things. Right. That is so important to have balance. And uh, I know I just do the one podcast with Dream Releaser Coaching, the DOL podcast. You have three podcasts going. <laughs> so how do you juggle all of that with them changing all these hats with different kind of episodes? How do you maintain and juggle all of the excitement and energy that you have in all these areas of your life? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I When I started podcasting, I actually realized that that was such an outlet for me. Mm -hmm. um, I have somebody that is incredible. Her name's Miranda. She does all the administrative things. So I can just hit record and have an amazing conversation with somebody. And so I think what I learned along the way, especially with podcasting, is there are parts of it that I don't love. And so I try my best not to do those parts, but the parts of it that I do love, I try to, to be present for those. And so usually Fridays are my like podcast recording days. It's the, the kind of down day where I can just sit down and have some great conversations. And so funny story, that last podcast that you mentioned, Work Forward, it started out as a collaboration with three other people and somehow it left with just me running the podcast and I'm like, what happened to the team? So if you if you love talking about work, maybe you can you can join me as a partner. But that one was supposed to be designed to kind of like rotate around to different hosts and different people hosted each time. But it hasn't quite ended up that way. It's kind of like a school project and it's midnight and you realize you're the only one awake to do it. So 
<laughs> that's the good part about uh, when people hear our podcast, of course, they get to hear the great conversations that we have. But there's so many moving elements behind the scene, which I am thankful like you. I don't deal with that. I just get it to my team. They they add all the all the bells and whistles to it. But it's always meeting great people across the world in these podcasts that uh, before the pandemic, we just didn't hear such thing. And now we just see and hear so much of great information that's coming through podcasts. So, have, uh, of course, we're talking about coaching today. And have you ever had a coach? And if so, how did a coach actually affect your life individually? Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. I think I think along the way, we kind of have formal and informal coaches, and I've had both. And mm-hmm. I think that they're very critical to our career to have both. Uh, one of the the informal podcasts, or, or sorry, one of the informal uh, folks that I've had in my life as a coach is um, a leader that I kind of grew up under his leadership for several, several years. And even after I moved departments, I would still ask him for advice. And we never came out and said, will you coach or mentor me? Mm -hmm. But he always gave sound advice and wisdom. And I think so often, you know, if we don't have psychological safety where we work or in a team, oftentimes we feel afraid to say, I don't know something or I just need advice or help. And so finding somebody that is a safe place to provide you with advice is so critical. But, you know, a couple years ago, several years ago, I had a, a woman, Amy Baylog. She's a phenomenal lady in my life, came alongside of me and I was struggling in a role that I was in. And I said, I just need help. I don't even really know what I'm asking you for, but I just need to kind of <laughs> yeah. throw myself at the altar and say help. And so she came in and she helped me to really understand. She gave me this phrase. She called it my talent identity. And so she said, I want to help you to unravel your talent identity. It's you being able to articulate what you're good at, what you're not good at very quickly so that you don't end up in roles that actually drain you. And so part of the reason why I came to her is because I couldn't articulate that I was in a role that was draining me. And she helps me to see why the role drained me, how I was made up. She said, hey, you're a builder and you're being put in an operationalizing role. She's like, you're never going to be happy. You need to go build things. And so it's just great when you get coached because oftentimes it's a blind spot for you, but someone else is able to outside looking in kind of step back and say, you might see it as a blind spot, but I can see what's happening and let's unpack that. Yeah. It's so fun having a coach because when, when we use coaching in the right perspective, it's just somebody pulling our dreams and our ambitions out that's kind of dormant inside of us. So coaching, of course, is just used for people who are very healthy but stuck. Uh, and mm-hmm. of course, I, I had a, a counseling practice for about nine years and just would leave so drained because it's always getting the information and it's heavy because that's for unhealthy people. But coaching mm-hmm. is, as you were saying, just for that one that you maybe you don't see your blind spot, that coach just asks that powerful question and pulls it out of you. Um, so how would you say that coaching can help somebody in their leadership? If, uh, if somebody was looking yeah. for a coach in leadership, how would that help them? Well, I love like when thinking about coaching to think about the Jahari window. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you have you have have any uh, experience with the Jahari window? I don't know. Uh, Chris. Okay. So what's interesting right about now, the Jahari window? Yes. Yeah. So there's four quadrants. Uh-huh. And in the first quadrant is that open area, right? So you can look at someone and see what color hair they have, what their eye color is. It's just things that are obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Male, female. You can look at somebody and see what's in that window. That's kind of called your open area, right? It's the things that people freely can know about you. And what happens oftentimes with people, and especially leaders, is that 
we kind of are fine with people knowing the things they can know, mm -hmm. but we don't ever expand those other windows. So the first area is what you know about someone. The other area is your blind spots. And we talked about that a little bit yeah. below that, that uh, first area is your hidden areas, right? So it's the things that maybe you know about yourself, but people don't know about you. And then there's the fourth area, which is the unknown. It's like, basically, if you get outside your comfort zone, you'll start to learn some of those things. So what often happens is um, how we increase our windows, right? Increase the ability to, to kind of move these windows a little bit broader is we actually have to get coaching. We have to actually have to get help. So if you want to remove your blind spots, you need a coach. If you want to remove those hidden areas, you need to learn to give and receive feedback. Mm. It's a mutual thing where you learn to give other people feedback, but you also learn to receive it as well. And if you want to remove those unknown areas, you actually have to get outside your comfort zone. And that's the hardest part to do because why do we have a comfort zone? Because it's comfortable. And so a lot of times when you get a coach, they'll help you see where your comfort zone is and they'll start to push you outside of that comfort zone, which is the only way we grow. Mm, absolutely. And a, a good coach will do that. They'll, they'll just really push and tug. And uh, it's amazing of how when you walk away from a client and you really, really help them find those those spots, as you were saying, those comfort zones or those blind spots of how it can really move them into that next dimension. So how important would you say it is for a leadership team to understand the art of coaching? So if you have a leadership team and they don't really understand the art, we realize a lot of people have really misdiagnosed what coaching is. It's really, you know, just walking alongside them and pulling out their dream. How important is it that for the leadership team to identify this as another tool in your toolbox? Yeah, I think it's for leadership teams, this is really, really critical. And so I had a leadership team that I was on uh, several years ago. And what was really phenomenal was we used to practice giving and receiving feedback with each other. And this sounds kind of weird at first, because I would walk up to you and say, Chris, uh, something I saw that you did really well today was this. And an area where I think you can really work on or improve is this. Mm -hmm. And then you would say, what do you think about that? And you would say, Hey, that feels right. I received that. And then you would say, can I give you some feedback? And I would say, sure. And then you would do that to me. And what would happen is it expanded our ability to, to hear things. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes, you know, our, our fear is that people are going to be really critical with us. Right. And we don't want to hear the critical feedback. So sometimes we don't take the feedback. Um, especially younger people coming up, it's really important that they get feedback in a timely manner. It's important that the feedback is very specific to what just happened. So, you know, if you had a situation that happened, not waiting, you know, six months to tell them about it, but picking up the phone and saying, hey, I have some feedback for you on this project we just ran together. Here are some things that went really well. Here's some things I'd like you to look at next time. And I think that cultivating give and take feedback on a team is part of what makes a team powerful. It's part of what creates psychological safety. And because my background, I love innovation. In order to have innovation, you have to have psychological safety. So coaching actually opens up our ability to have this give and receive conversation quickly. I used to work for a company that would always say, um, we love candor, right? We want to communicate with openness and honesty when we talk to each other. And so those are the types of qualities that help you grow on a leadership team and not stay in your comfort zone. Wow. That's dynamic. And you just really uh, kind of described it to our listeners today 
our acronym that we wrote for Dream Releaser Coaching. Dr. Chan and I was in Dallas, Texas, flying back, and he said, everybody loves these principles that you're given, but they don't remember them, so let's find a way. <laughs> and so as plans for our listeners today in coaching, we have five very simple practical things we think you have to master. That's powerful questions. Uh, is it you, is it really about them where they open up the question and you have to really answer them? Uh, the next one is listening, accountability, neutral, and silence. And that's what um, you've been describing to us uh, throughout this time of listening, really listen to the heart of that person. And then you even mentioned something that a lot of people don't get about coaching, and that's that one-minute message when we ask permission to be able to speak into their life. And that can be so life-changing. So, wow, it, it's amazing, Natalie, just to hear on so many different perspectives of how this coaching thing can really touch and change lives. So um, why would you encourage other people that maybe um, feel like maybe they're insignificant with their way of coaching? How would you say this is a way that we can personally affect your life through coaching? How can we affect them individually? Yeah, you know, what I've found and why coaches are so important is because oftentimes people are living under a lid. Yeah. Um, and so that lid prevents them from being who they're called to be. And it's so true. Like when we're sitting across from someone, we have all these hopes and dreams for them as they're talking to us, right. like things are just popping up and coming alive. And oftentimes those people can't see the things that you see in them. And so co coaches are so critical because they help spur on the conversation, the the heart, the the drive that's in the side of someone. And maybe it's just a small seed that needs to be exposed to sunlight. And so I see a coach just coming in and kind of excavating out the, the gems, right, that are inside of people that oftentimes are right there on the surface. And if someone would just shine a light on it, they could see it too. And that's the power of unpacking conversations, of unpacking situations. I also think a lot about emotional intelligence and how how hard it is sometimes to come by in business. And so when you see somebody that operates at a high level of emotional intelligence, you can see that they can go very, very far, not only in life, but in their career, because the ability to articulate how you're feeling and why in a, in a moment that might be a little bit tense is so important. And so coaching also helps to unwrap right and unravel some of these conversations we need to have with other people and it gives us the steps and the how-to to do it in a fantastic way so i i really feel that people need to have at least one coach yeah. in their corner formal and informal coaches along our journey are so so important to our own personal success Wow, that's dynamic. I don't think in any of the interviews I've had, has anyone really suggested that? I think that's so creative to make sure that we have a formal and informal coach in our life. I think that's so good and so powerful. Well, if you've tuned in today to the Dream Out Loud podcast, we welcome you. And Dr. Sam, Dr. Brenda Chan welcomes everyone to a new year as we sit down and we talk with Natalie born today. She is a, an innovation facilitator, a consultant, and she is just a dynamic podcast host, hosting actually three podcasts, the uh, in, Innovation Meets Leadership, The Thrive Today, and The Work Forward. So Natalie, with all of your experience and everything that you've shared with the public and the audiences today, um, if there was uh, something you could encourage the needs of a leader, for a leader today that's listening to the podcast here at, at the DOL podcast, who is attempting to begin their own business business. So a lot of people get into coaching because they want a coaching firm in a business. What work could you give them to keep pressing on? Yeah. You know what? I just want to encourage 
everyone. You know, weekly I'm sitting down talking to founders, entrepreneurs, and here's what I know. The journey is so, so hard. It is hard. Um, it's like, you know, being in a, in a constant uh, uphill battle. But, you know, part of what coaching does is it creates a tribe of people around you who are in your corner. Right. And I don't know how anyone runs a business without that. I don't know how anyone runs a race without somebody standing in the crowd cheering them on, at least one person. Right. And that's the power of a coach. That's the power of having people in your corner. I can remember a long time ago, um, there was a man named Daniel and I was having, uh, I got moved to a new team and I didn't want to be there. And he was an informal coach in my life. I said, can we sit down and talk about this? I'm kind of flailing. Uh, I feel like I'm a little sharp. I'm making bad decisions. I just need to talk to somebody because I'm, I'm angry. Mm -hmm. And we sat down and talked. And he, we actually walked through a worksheet by John Maxwell. It was the crucible. We sat down and filled this out. This was years ago. This was probably like early 2000s. And after we filled out the sheet, he looked up and he said, hey, you either need to change your attitude or you need to leave this job. Wow. And I remember all the blood rushing to my face. I remember kind of being angry, being like, what are you talking about? And he said, you've been at this company for many, many years, at that time, about nine years. And he said, you can either tarnish your legacy or you can figure out how to rise above. Mm. And so I went back and I talked to my boss's boss. I pitched working on some things I actually wanted to work on that I'd be excited about. And he said, I'll do you one better. He actually put me with one of the women that is was the fastest, she had the fastest growing department in the entire company, and she was up for a pretty big promotion. And she ended up, I just ended up riding the wave of her win because she was doing so many amazing things in the organization. And so there's something important, you know, the Bible talks all the time about, you know, holding a mirror up, right? But then we walk away and we forget what we look like. Coaching holds that mirror up and it holds us accountable yeah. to think and live differently. And as upset as I was with Daniel in the moment for telling me that I had a bad attitude, I knew that it was affecting my altitude. It was affecting my ability to go anywhere. And so I had to pause. I had to stop, change the way that I was thinking about my situation and turn it around. And that if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a leader, we have to have these critical crucible moments, these conversations with people where they help us turn it around. And that's the beauty because sometimes we can't turn ourselves around. Someone has to right. hold up the mirror. That is so powerful. Just talking about that accountability piece. We know so many programs that has that accountability piece. And that's really what makes people accelerate when they're held accountable for their actions of what they desire that they want to do. So um, let me ask this question. Uh, how would you actually incorporate coaching to a team? If you have a team and you're wanting to incorporate coaching with them, how would you do that? Yeah, you know, team coaching is so much fun. I mean, I think it's one of those things that we don't do enough. It's something we don't apply enough, and especially in the business world, is being able to apply team coaching. So powerfully thinking about team coaching is there are things that there are dynamics in a team that we can work on together. Mm -hmm. And then of course there are things that we may want to work on individually. But if we think about um, we're only as strong as our weakest link on a team, right? So if somebody is lagging behind in a certain area, our ability or the lid that's on us is where that team member is at. So in order to raise the lid on the, on the team, to raise the potential on the team, we have to, all boats have to rise. And so that's the beauty of team coaching. Um, when we 
coach individually, right? Everybody gets to hear something different and specific to them, which is really phenomenal and effective. But when we coach as a team, we all get to be held accountable for the same standard. And so, you know, when it comes to conflict resolution, we're all learning how to do it the same way. When it comes to ways we can develop ourselves, we're all getting to hear that the same way. And then we can actually spark these conversations with each other throughout the week that begin to build on that. There's a really powerful tool that I love to use with teams, with, with which is just simply a check-in word every week. Mm -hmm. And then you can look back at a team over five, six weeks and look at their words and you can start to say, oh man, this week the team was really frustrated. This week the team was really excited. This week the team was really struggling. And then you can specifically go into those areas and figure out how do we help shape and guide this team in a way where they will be effective. You know, one of the things I say all the time is, Innovation is no longer about brilliant individuals. It's about brilliant teams. And so we have to coach our teams to the standard that we want them to lead at. And I believe that leadership at all levels. So leadership happens no matter what level you're at, you can lead. And so too many people are living far beneath their potential. And that's why coaching becomes so powerful because you're literally lifting the lid on what they think is possible. Wow. I, I love that analogy. And I remember reading Steve Harvey's book on uh, removing the lid and a flea can jump some three feet, but once you put it in a six inch jar, all of its offspring will never jump over six inches because it thinks that's its limitation. I love how you use that analogy. If we take the lid off and we have a good coach beside us, the sky's the limit. And so that's what we do at Dream Releaser Coaching is we're really uh, trying to help people live their dream and to really fulfill everything that they have. Natalie, I was in a conference last week in Virginia, and one of the things I've always said is I want to die empty. I don't want to take anything with me. And there was a pastor that said, I want to take Dr. Bowens and I want to take it a step further. He said, I'm going to die so empty. It's only going to take two pallbearers to carry me out. Isn't that phenomenal? I said, I'm going to steal that because I want to die so empty that I've given everything out. And a life coach really helps us be able to maintain that. So what would you say to somebody today that's considering hiring a coach? What would you say to somebody that's just like, well, I don't know. I've heard good. I've heard bad. What would you, how would you encourage somebody about hiring a coach today? Yeah, I would say don't wait. I mean, what here's what I here's what I know. We're always better when someone is watching. Yeah. We're always better when someone is helping us. And so, you know, uh, I love this. There's this movie. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like Gene Hackman and Will Smith. You guys remember this? Was it like Enemy of the State? Yeah. And they're watching him and there's like all these helicopters everywhere. And Gene Hackman finds him in the elevator, pushes him against the wall and is like, you've got bugs in your shoes. You've got bugs. Like he starts taking them out of everywhere, like tossing them, throwing them away. And the, the, I love this line that they said, the people, the government, right. Who was watching Will Smith. They said, I don't know if he's, you know, uh, just lucky or if someone's helping him. And it's just this idea that like, we have all these blind spots. We have all these things we don't know about. Right. And somebody can come alongside of us as the expert in a specific area, and they can begin to show us our flaws. They can begin to show us our faults. And they don't just leave us there. They show us how to become stronger in the areas where we're weak. And so it's one thing just to expose somebody and say, you've got a blind spot. It's another thing to say, let's work on that together. Let me come alongside you and show you the power and impact you can have if you're willing 
to tackle that blind spot, right? If you're afraid of public speaking, you don't just go out there on your own. You you hire a, a coach to help you speak. Well, if there are areas of your life where you're struggling, you hire someone that can coach you through those areas of struggle. And so that is something that we see all throughout the Bible. It's biblical. It's wise. Right. It's wise to surround yourself with wise counsel. Yeah. Wow. And everything you're talking about, of course, we really want to make sure our listeners are understanding there's a lot of folks that are trying to coach, but they haven't got the proper tools. Dream Release for Coaching actually gives you the right tools. It's not a weekend program. It's a 50-week program that we really give you the arts and the science and get you all the way to the ICF test. That is, if you will, the bar exam of coaching. So people are looking right now. I work for the Atlanta Police Department. I've worked for Wells Fargo Bank. I've worked for uh, Edward Jones. And they're looking for people who are actually ICF certified. They say, I know that I can get you there. One thing, I'm not confident in a lot of things, but one thing I'm sure of in coaching, if you get the right coach, they will help you unleash the dream inside of you and you can really live again. So Natalie, we, as we come to a close today, a couple more questions I want to ask you. And what is your next big dream? We're here at the Dream Out Loud podcast. We like for people to do that. We like people to just to dream out loud with us. Yeah. So my my next big dream, and I've been working on it for several months now, is I'm writing a book on innovation. And it's taking that 15, 20 years of experience that I've had in tech companies, writing patents, and you know, kind of just releasing products, right? Making millions of dollars for other people. How did I do it? And and what were the principles that were really important? And so um, I'm in the process. That's my dream. Uh, it's funny. I've had a couple of big um, publishing uh, places reach out to me. They have also been not the best at encouraging. It's been like, well, I don't think you can, you know, make it to 20,000 books sold in a year. And I'm like, game on. So, you know, it's it's interesting. Sometimes your coach is is people telling you you can't do it, right? Sometimes your coach is somebody telling you that you will not be successful and you wanting to kind of prove them wrong. So sometimes our our trials can can train us as well, right? They can train us in how we want to show up. And so that's my dream. Uh, I'm not letting the naysayers stop me, but I am working hard to to get that released in the new year. Well, as a master coach, I'm dreaming with you of believing that 20,000 is a very small number compared to what you're going to be able to do. And, and that amazing. That's what coaches do. We, we walk alongside our client. We really push the best out of them. Well, Natalie, it has been a great day and a, a great pleasure for us to have you on the Dream Out Loud podcast. I know that some of our listeners today want to be able to get in touch with you. I know that you've inspired them today. How would somebody be able to reach out to you? Sure. You can follow me on almost every platform at Innovation Meets Leadership. So Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, name it. And then my website is also innovationmeetsleadership.com. Also, and you also want to catch her on some of her podcasts as well. You will not be disappointed. I was uh, blessed and honored to be on one of your podcasts just a couple months ago. So That's that was right. an honor for me as well. So thank you so much, Natalie, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us here today on the Dream Out Loud podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been a blast. We hope this podcast with Natalie Bourne has helped you to DOL. We thank you for joining us today and to learn more about Dream Releaser Coaching or to find out more about our products and resources that you heard about today, you can simply visit us at www.dreamreleaser.com and you can hear us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'll see you next time for more inspirational topics and stories right here as we help you to DOL on the Dream Out Loud podcast.